and the skis are on like a a little pivot because I've I've harnessed them onto my chest and it as my canopy opens bam it slaps up into my helmet Welcome to the Adventure Podcast and the latest episode of our Solitude Specials. This time we're speaking to ex-Royal Marine Commando turned elite level rock climber and base jumper Tim Howell. We spoke to Tim about life on the road and getting home in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic, military life preparing him for what he does now, and solo climbs and base jumps from some of the most iconic mountains in the Alps. We also talked to Tim about the process required in order to be able to take calculated risks at such an elite level. For those who don't know, um, can you talk a little bit about who you are, what you do, a bit of your background? Sure. Um, my name's Tim Howell. Um, after seven years serving the Royal Marines, I thought it was about time to, to leave the military life and kind of pursue all those projects and challenges and goals I had that I couldn't do while still serving. Um, so I'm kind of, yeah, always in between jobs <laughs> and uh, yeah, just trying to trying to get about and, and finish these, these projects and these ideas I have all around the world, really. Projects like? Projects like, um, like so last year was pretty successful, uh, managed to get up to quite a bit. Um, things like um, doing, becoming the first person to, to wingsuit base jump in Vietnam, um, various big wall ascents uh, that normally end in a base jump. Um, things like um, Mount Lico in Mozambique, uh, the longest rock climb in, in Africa, which is in Malawi. Uh, we sailed to Greenland and uh, flew a lot of wingsuit lines on the the huge fjords, which is yeah, which was an incredible experience. Um, so yeah, kind of just always combining the climbing and wingsuiting um, in normally pretty remote places in the world. Sweet. And what were you supposed to be doing right now? Um, supposed to be in Thailand. Um, I had to cut that bit short. Um, but a few of my friends have stayed out there and yeah, kind of sticking it out, which I'm not too sure is the best idea at the moment, but, uh, I think food's running, running short on this little secluded part of Thailand and everything's closing down around them. But, um, it was, it was kind of a bit of a training trip, um, to, to become yeah, a stronger climber and, you know, start the season off right. Cool. And what are you doing instead? Including the last week, I guess, because you've had a bit of a rough one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a few days living in airports and then uh, a week living at my friend's flat uh, in isolation. Uh, but yeah, I managed to get back to Switzerland, um, which was, yeah, a bit of a hard one because I don't have residency, but I'm in the process of getting it. So it was all, yeah, all paperwork and finding loopholes. Cool. And how have you found the sudden change you know being whipped away from thailand and forced into isolation 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's it's a really it's a hard one, isn't it? It's it's strange because everyone's affected. Um, so no matter who you talk to, everyone's kind of in the same boat. Um, and I think the main thing is rightly so, but kind of your freedoms taken away from you. Um, and that's the one thing that draws me to the mountains is, is the freedom being able to do whatever you want. You know, there's no rules or nobody standing at the start of the mountain saying you can't do this. It's, it's all down to your own experience and your own choices. So when you told you can't go and do stuff, you feel like you want to do it even more. And I think we've seen that. Like there's, you know, mayors in Italy that are saying, I've never seen this many runners. Uh, you know, he's been there his whole life and he sees a couple of runners every week and now everyone wants to go out and run to do their hour of fizz each day. Uh, and it's just being told you're not allowed to do something. I think you want to do it more. And how does it parallel? And I spoke to Aldo Kane the other day and I didn't ask him this question, maybe should have, but how does it parallel with being in the military, being told, you know, you can do this, you can't do that? <laughs> it's, it's kind of almost the opposite because now you're you're saying... Now we're being told you can't go out, you can't you can only do this amount of fizz, while as in the military it's go out, spend more time, more fizz, more <laughs> So that's kind of my motivation in the military as well, is I d I don't love going out and doing fizz. Like I need motivation. I need someone to push me to get fit, or I need a goal to aim for to get me out and get me get me on running or or getting fit. So the military kind of served the purpose. Is that say. that's interesting? Like you know, Ben Ben Saunders said something similar. You know, I just assume that you love waking up in the morning and going for a three-hour run, and then coming back and you know, no swinging kettlebells for another hour, and then jumping off something no. with a wingsuit. And uh, some people do. You know, Aldo, I'm sure, loves his fizz, uh, but me, I, I need I need a personal trainer, and the military was my personal trainer. <laughs> what do you do now that you don't have the military? Uh, well, so that's that's the thing for me to get fit. I kind of I don't do circuits or I don't run, but every time I go out into the mountains with an objective, you know, I want to climb this today or I want to jump this today, I push myself as hard as I can non-stop, and I think that just you know when you're busy and you're out on the mountains every day, you just generally get fit doing what you're doing. Yeah, um, sure. And so, how do you think that kind of past experiences whether that's military service or any of the number of things you've done over the years have helped you mentally deal with things like this where you're forced into quarantine or can't go out or are trapped i don't know i, I think the military is always you know especially the, the military the royal marine um sort of way of thinking about things improvise adapt and overcome you know you can use that for whatever problem you're faced against. Um, so, you know, you can't go out for more than an hour to do fizz. We overcome that, you know, you know, make your own solutions in your home. Um, you know, whether it's hanging off your balcony to do pull-ups, which was uh, this morning's routine or, you know, whatever. So, it's, yeah, I think it's, it's about overcoming the, the problems that you're faced with. Yeah. And how about the mountain, you know, kind of the, the more remote experiences? I, th I think at the moment I'm just spending a lot of time planning and researching the next thing. So I think that's always always the case for me. If I've got uh, a bad weather day, then it's spent planning. It's 
So now there's just a lot of planning going on. <laughs> yeah. And we were talking before about, um, you know, kind of the wingsuit, the solo climbs and jumps. Mm. Has that stuff prepared you well for, I don't know, just being self-sufficient and self-reliant? I, yeah, I, I think for myself, I always need a wingman or, or a wingwoman being my wife. Uh, I, I find, you know, you get a great amount from working in a small team from, from decision-making particularly, um, you know, especially with the risky things that we get up to, uh, deciding whether it's the right decision to make and just deciding that together, walk, talking through it, walking through it, um, really, really helps. Um, so solo missions that I get up to, um, it gives you a lot of confidence, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I don't get up to them too often just because they do scare me a little bit. Can you talk um, through the one we were discussing the other day? Yeah, so there's... So after, after the one that we're briefly talking about the other day, I remembered almost the exact same route that I did um, and another solo mission that I did that also was kind of the same situation. So it's the west flank of the Eiger, which is um, is pretty... Oh, it's a simple climb. Um, and there's halfway up, there's the mushroom, which is this detached pillar of rock uh, on the north face of the Eiger. And it's... An incredible feature and it's, it's a very very popular wingsuit base jump um, in the summer uh, in the winter all the slabs are covered in in ice um, there's a roped up section that you have to just yard on just to get over this about 20 30 meters of rock uh, but in the winter all the ropes are frozen and it's it's completely doable but backtracking off it is a nightmare you know you you can't abseil down these frozen ropes and yeah, it's just a no-go. Um, so after about five hours of, uh, of getting past this rope section and wading through the snow and finally getting to the exit point, um, I realised there was, there was no chance you're going to get back off it. Um, it was about two, two hours till sunset and I was kind of committed at that point. Um, and the idea was to do uh, a ski base jump. So winter i was thinking yeah we've got enough snow i've been wading through it for the last five hours uh, but on the exit point the wind had just whipped up all the snow off the off the edge of the cliff so i spent about an hour shoveling snow to try and make a run in um right next to this it's probably about 500 meter drop just right in front of you um but yeah it, it wasn't going to happen so i realized I've got an hour left um before the sun sets i've got to get off this mountain pretty quick um but i can't ski off it and i've got a pair of skis with me so uh so i suppose this is the uh overcome adapt improvise and overcome situation i thought well the best thing you know, i i could leave the skis behind but i thought about this situation before i thought how would i overcome it if i need my skis you know maybe you're you're landing in the back country and the only way out is to land with your skis so you can then ski off back back home um so i strapped my skis horizontally across my chest uh made like a little um little anchor point put it on my chest harness so it was hanging there uh and i was filming it all and looking back at the footage i'm just chatting to myself the whole time or not even to myself there were some birds <laughs> i was i was chatting away to the birds which just kind of shows how nervous i was 
Um, and then, yeah, so I've got a, a pilot shoot in my hand, which as I jump, I throw out, it it's, uh, creates like a, a drag, uh, it creates like a drogue shoot, sorry, and it pulls out the two pins and pulls out your canopy. So it's a quick method of opening a parachute. Um, stood on my ski boots, that felt so awkward as it is, jumping away from, off this 500 meter cliff. And uh, in free fall, my skis start to float in front of me. <laughs> and uh, the parachute slams open and the skis are on like a, a little pivot because I've, I've harnessed them onto my chest. And it, as my canopy opens, bam, it slaps up into my helmet. And luckily, yeah, if it was maybe two inches shorter, it would have gone just straight in my nose and that would have been, yeah, <laughs> not a good result. But um, yeah, and then I flew the canopy all, all the way back down the west face, um, landed and uh, job done. So it was, but yeah, th- that to me was, was about problem solving, was about making the right decision on a solo jump and, uh, and being self-sufficient. Um, and I think at the end of the day, if you can walk away, you know, if you land or you get down off a climb or back to base camp and you're walking and everything's all good, you made the right decisions to get you to that point. Um, yeah, this this is not a loaded question, but do you, okay. look, is, do you look back on that as a positive experience? Yeah, exactly. Be, because I managed to walk away at the end of it. <laughs> um, I think if something had gone wrong, then, you know, I've made there's there's been a human error in the process in the decision making process and i've done something incorrectly but um but the end result was was positive so everything i did led to a positive result but how this is quite a complex question i think but how do you get to the point in your life where you can stand on top of that mountain facing the um issues and challenges that are in front of you and make those decisions calmly in a way that you think is going to kind of, you know, lead to the best result without losing yeah. your mind. I mean, that's so a way I describe a lot of these situations or, or scenarios is that everything I do is kind of like a building block to the next thing. Um, so, you know, straight away, winter mountaineering experience and decision making on the hill, you know, conditions and, and understanding all of those different aspects. That's what got me to the exit point. Or my base jumping experience, that's what led me to decide, oh, I can jump in this manner to make it more safer. And then you build on that with previous experience and previous examples. Uh, and there was a jump that I didn't end up doing in Norway, which was the exact same situation. There was no snow on the exit, sun was setting, um, but I had my skis with me, I wanted to jump. So that's when I started thinking about how I could jump with my skis not being on my feet. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's experience. It's all building blocks to, you know, the next project, the next challenge. And it's not necessarily the sort of thing you can just Google, right? Uh, <laughs> no. Um, I think, you know, base jumping is a pretty new uh, sport as it is. And... Um, especially when you tie it in with mountaineering, especially tie, tie it in with skiing. Like um, I ran a little course this year for ski base 
um, which I think is probably the first time anything like that has, has ever been done, like a little, you know, get together, share experience, teach teach and learn some new things. So it's, yeah, it's definitely test and adjust every time we do these things. And what's the appeal of that? So the appeal to me is being, is setting yourself a challenge and being able to get those stepping stones, those building blocks to be able to pull it off in a safe and, and comfortable manner. Um, you know, risk mitigation and understanding where the risk is and how to limit them and, and how to make it as safe as possible. And yeah, ultimately, at the end of the day, doing it within your ability, you know, not, not getting away with it. No, that's, that's not how you want to jump. You don't want to get away with it and think, oh, that was a lucky one. You want to be able to do it confidently every time. Yeah, that's one of the things I've definitely, like, one of the things that stay with me most from expeditions is, yeah, getting to the end and achieving it is good, but getting to the end and achieving it and being in good enough yeah. shape to walk straight into the next one, that's sure. success. I mean, that's, that's definitely something that I've always taken away from the, from the military. You know, there's no point doing all these physical tests and at the end of it crawling out you know you want to be able to get away from these physical tests do them all and still be able to fight at the end of that test otherwise you're useless like so so yeah yeah and so how are you going to make sure let's say for you know i don't want to be fatalist but let's say you've now got six weeks in this apartment in switzerland how are you going to ensure that you don't go crazy who knows <laughs> <laughs> oh, i don't know six weeks in a, an apartment no it's you know if, if we get our hours break every day to go outside and I, I think sense of community is definitely important in times like these and we're seeing it more than ever like you know climbing communities and base jumping and all these people getting together whether it's you know a morning skype with your your best mate like is, is definitely a sense of community in these in these hard times yeah, I guess we'll leave it there. Nice Cheers, that, bro. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit the Adventure Podcast at co.uk. And if you'd like to email us, then you can do so at info at the Adventure Podcast at co.uk. If you're enjoying this series, then do come and find us on Instagram at the Adventure Podcast, and please do leave us a review on iTunes.